Welcome to the Witching Hour. I am Patty Negri, Good Witch, and your host for this journey into the other worlds. What I get asked a lot from people is about the tarot, the meaning of the tarot, how to read tarot, how do I do tarot. So this week, from all the way across the pond, I have brought you Ireland's favorite tarot reader, Karina Collins. She is the author of a pretty amazing book called Tarot in Five Minutes. And you know I like things fast, so I can't wait for you to meet her. And for our class today, for our little bit of magic, we're going to talk about my favorite thing, dragons and dragon magic, and how you too can bring a dragon into your life. But before we do that, let's talk about the week this week. If you were listening this when it first released on the week of July 5th, happy 4th of July, everyone in the U.S., um, happy Independence Day. I've got a lot of really fun things going on this week. Um... My Thursday class is kitchen magic. So you don't have to be a great cook. I can talk to that myself, but you could do magic in the kitchen. Making your oatmeal in the morning could be a magical spell or ritual. So this week, my $10 Thursday class through House of Intuition is all about kitchen magic. You can get to it online from my website, um, from House of Intuition. So join us on Thursday. Um, on my Sundays, I'm starting a new advanced mediumship course. It doesn't start this week, but if you didn't take my first mediumship course, you can buy it and buy the watch the first three videos if you're interested in the advanced. It'll be just as good because it's exercises, it's explanation. So if you're interested in mediumship and you want to go into my advanced mediumship, which there is a certificate for both, you'd have to get my other one. So just talk to me about that. Um, I wanted to fill you in on Hotel Leger. Um, I don't know any of you watched the live stream. I went up the coast, up, up, well, not the coast. I went upstate to the gold country, to a little mining town called Mullicolomi Hill. Took me about three weeks to get that name right. Mullicolomi Hill, where the Hotel Leger, or Hotel Leger, excuse me. Um, almost all the paranormal shows have been there. In fact, I think all the paranormal shows have been there because it's got so many ghosts, so much haunting, so much history, as these old mining towns do. But it was amazing. I was working with Spirit Realm Network, and they have, like, state-of-the-art live stream, which, just like what they have at sporting events. So we had these cameras falling around, and at the same time, people were in the chat room from Australia and Europe and Ohio and all places in between where we could say what they were seeing, asking questions, saying what they were sensing. Um, and we went all over the place. It was, yes, we got your typical hanged cowboys and miners and dance hall girls and the giggling little kid. But it also went into a lot of the Chinese immigrants and some of the things there and some, you know, less than honorable <laughs> supremacy things that went on. So we did some crossing over of some beautiful souls and we got rid of some some not so beautiful souls. So it was, it was a very, if, for those of you experienced, it was different than we do at a lot of these live streams and very magical and very, very positive, making something out of out of part of our real American history. We've now announced my Romania tour. Those of you who like Vampires and Dracula, which I know is a lot of you, in, in addition to my Ireland tour, which has been pushed from this year to next year, which is gonna be the Game of Thrones tour of Ireland castles next May in 2022. Now, at the end of the month, uh, my friend Father Sebastian and I are going to be taking, in honor of Bram Stoker's 125th anniversary of Dracula, 
a nine or 10 day tour of Romania castles, Dracula castles, and it's gonna be a major thing. This isn't for the faint of heart or the light. This is a heavy duty. We are getting down and dirty into really haunted castles and vampire lore and mythos. So if you're into that sort of thing, join us. I've got that all posted too, and it's on my website. Okay, everybody, this is the time of my favorite time of the day. The Willow update. Yes, yes, she's hit 13 weeks. It's over six pounds. And this beautiful little baby did her very first road trip. Some of you may have listened last week to my live stream at the Hotel Leger. Well, on that one, I was rarely got to take my husband and my puppy. And again, traveling with a three-month-old puppy is not often recommended into a hotel. But she was pretty great. Um, long drive. It should have been six hours, but it was eight hours because there was fires raging the whole way up the five freeway. But this little puppy was absolutely perfect. She got to meet other people for the first time. She got to meet other dogs for the first time. She got to stay in a hotel for the first time. And she was pretty darn close to perfect. She didn't want to be left in the hotel room by herself because you could hear, hear her like three blocks down in the old Western town. So we didn't really get to do that. But she did a lot of uh, fetch in the hallways, following the ghosts around through the haunted Hotel Leger, brought her a favorite playpen and her favorite toys. And I must say, for traveling with a baby, such a young baby, she, was, she gets an A-plus for her car travel, for her hotel stay, and for how she interacted with people. So... Travel is in her future. And every time you guys see her, though, she's so sleepy. I wake her up for the Willow Report. I wish you guys could see her when she's like insane little girl. But you will. You will. So love your babies, your fur babies, your real babies. Just love your babies. Okay. This week's magic lesson is actually my favorite kind of magic. Dragon magic. Now, to do dragon magic, you actually have to have a dragon. What is a dragon, you might say? And are dragons mythical beasts? Are dragons real? Dragons are real. They've been around forever, actually. They're in every culture. There's the Chinese dragon. There's the medieval dragon. They're, every belief system, almost every religion has dragons. They sometimes get a bad rap because they're powerful, but they're not bad. They're just powerful. What dragons are, are crossroads energy. Whether you believe they're real fire-breathing animals or beasts or not, doesn't even matter. They're the energy thereof. Um, just think about it. We like angels. Angels are dextral. They're pure. Angels are the highest of vibrations. Angels can do two things, enlightenment and protection. Nothing else. I mean, those are two really good things, maybe the best things. Enlighten you and protect you. But they can't cause change and shift because they're dextral, dextral side. They don't have a sinstral side. Sinstral, that's where the word sin comes from, but not in the Judeo-Christian side of something bad. It's in change and shift. So angels are up here. And we like fairy realm. Fairy realm is the mischief, is the, is the giggles, of the laughter. It's the music and everything goes along with it. But dragons... Dragons are live at the crossroads. Dragons, if you think about you want to go with the story, they can fly between heaven and earth. They live at the crossroads, the crossroads of change. And what do we need right now in this new world is, is change, is shift, is movement. And in this new not solid ground, our parents, parents, grandparents world of right and wrong and black and white and solid ground, as we move into that age of Aquarius and things move like this, what better than a flying dragon who breathes fire? So the first thing you need to do is get a dragon. 
any dragon will do. I actually, you can get a nice dragon, a st statue dragon, a crystal dragon. I actually kind of go for these funny little plastic rubber toy dragons because it's not about the vessel. It's about the spirit within and the spirit within you're going to create. It's actually called a fetish, a fetish, not like a tickle my foot fetish, a fetish like in creating a real living spirit out of an inanimate object. In Hebrew, it's called a golem. It's called an egricor. It's called a servitor. It's called lots of things and every different belief system. But we do create spirits all the time. The lucky Buddha, we rub the belly, the, the, our, our money tree in the back, the lucky cat in the Asian store, um, our best lucky this, our best lucky that. Those are spirits that we create. So since I've been teaching people dragon magic, there's a whole new power coming into what they do. They are your helpers. So the first thing you have to do is come up with a, get yourself a dragon, come up with a name for your dragon, he, she, it, gender fluid, whatever you want. So example, I'm just gonna go Puff. This is Puff the magic dragon. Now you gotta give your dragon a job. In my personal experience, personal assistant is the very best job because who doesn't need one? And that way they could do something different every single day. Um, like today I need energy. Give me energy puff today. I'm really broke. I need a job opportunity today. I'm sad. Make me happy. Whatever that is. So you're a puff, the magic dragon. You're my personal assistant. You give me a long, happy life filled with whatever you want, adventure, love, travel, success, now, because you are creating a real spirit, I do suggest you give it an end date, not like a July of 2072, but in like until I pass from this life or until I don't want you anymore. Because, you know, when in the six million years, you don't want Puff being Patty's dragon or your dragon. Or if one day you go, oh, I'm so done with this dragon thing and you throw it in the drawer. He doesn't have to die away or she doesn't in the drawer. They just dissipate into the otherness. So you're Puff the Magic Dragon. You give me a long, happy life filled with everything that I want um, until I have passed from this life or I don't want you anymore. Then, as in every good story of creation, you breathe life into your dragon. A deep, your life force, your pneuma, breathe into your dragon's mouth. Because your moisture is your free will, your breath is your life force and then you create your dragon. Now you keep your dragon somewhere that you could talk to it every day. You have to tell it what to do. Um, maybe by your bed, maybe you have an altar, maybe by your kitchen table or your computer. The one thing you do have to do is feed your dragon though. Now they don't eat, but they do drink and they do drink a lot. Um, the lid off a little bottle works beautifully. The lid off a bottle, the lid off a water bottle, your typical plastic water bottle. So well, my dragon drinks whiskey because we don't particularly have drinking issues in my family. But if you don't drink, don't give them alcohol. Water is a very common thing for dragons to drink. I know some that drink apple juice. So you put your little vessel in, you get your dragon and you give them their drink until they drink it up. When they work harder, they will drink faster. Now, of course, the skeptic will say it's evaporation, but I've had the exact same vessel three across, the exact same liquid. One drank it in an hour, one drank it in a day, and one drank it in a week. Evaporation doesn't work like that. So every day, it's you've got to tell, okay, this is what I need. You talk to your dragon. You've created a spirit. It's your working partner. Um, you have to tell it what to do. It is not your spirit guide. It is not God or a God. It, it, is, it is a worker bee, dragon, crossroads, energy, spirit you've created. My most famous and I think funny one is the LA Dodgers. A couple years ago, the LA Dodgers, I'm an LA girl, were winning. I'm making up the numbers here, but let's say they won 20 games in a row. And then Sports Illustrated Magazine did a special on them. They said, dragons, best team ever, and put them on the cover. 
and they tanked. They tanked. They crashed and burned. And all these sports people, not somebody who talked to a witch or a medium or go to a spiritualist of any sort, they were like, it's the curse. It's the curse of Sports Illustrated. Oh, gosh, help the Dodgers. So I was called in again by by Fred Rogan, the sportscaster, Vic the Brick, Rodney Pete, all these sports dudes. And we actually did my Lemon on Crossing spell, which we'll talk about. And we charged a dragon, a blue dragon, a Dodger blue dragon. And they won, 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 started winning immediately and got to the playoffs. This past year, they won the World Series. They've got a dragon. <laughs> Dragons are powerful. Get yourself a dragon. Any kind of a dragon will do. Feed your dragon. It'll let you know what it wants. And it will have all the power that you get it. Dragon Magic, check it out. It's in my book, by the way, Old World Magic for the Modern World. Um, there's lots of different forms of magic, but get yourself a dragon. So this week, from all the way across the pond, I have brought you Ireland's favorite tarot reader, Karina Collins. She is the author of a pretty amazing book called Tarot in Five Minutes. So welcome, Karina. Thank you. Hi, Patty. So we are really on opposite sides of the world right now. That makes me very happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so just getting into that, you it's a beautiful tarot book, I must say. I, do, I really do keep it out as references and things. It's beautiful. It's simple. So, so let's go back to the beginning. Why tarot? Okay. So, yeah, good question. Where do you start with this? Well, I got into tarot about 15 years ago. So I was working in marketing in the city. And um, at that time, I was in a bit of a rut. You know, so how sometimes you can just kind of feel like there's more to life. <laughs> and there I was working in marketing. I enjoyed it, but it was sort of starting to get to that stage where I really just felt I needed to do something with more meaning. It was as simple as that. Um, and I was, I had an apartment at the time in the city and I just felt like um, I knew where I wanted to go. I wanted to move out of the city. I had enough of the city. I wanted to move by the sea to move to this place in West Cork in Ireland. Anybody who's been there will know the pull and the draw of it. And I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do or why I wanted to go there, but I just had this draw and I just felt everything would be sorted. Everything, the next step in my life would be sorted if I could just get there. But one of the big problems I had at the time was this apartment, because this was um, back in the late 2000, like about 2008, 2009. And the apartment, the property market in Ireland had collapsed at the time. So the apartment was like worth nothing. And I just couldn't get rid of it. So one day I was after work, I was walking by a bookshop and I saw a deck of tarot cards in the window. Now, for some reason, I just went in to this day. I still don't know why. I went in, I bought the tarot and that evening I went home and I thought, right, OK, I didn't even bother reading the book. I was just desperate to get the cards open. And the first card I asked, how am I going to get out of this rut? How am I going to? What do I do? I simply can't see the way forward. And the first card I drew, um, you'll know yourself as a tarot reader, how dramatic it is, is the tower. So I actually have this one here for anybody who can if we see it here. So the tower is basically it's a very dramatic card it has a property and like an apartment block on it which was just like my apartment block <laughs> and it was struck by lightning and all of the tenants were thrown out and I looked at this and I thought well I don't see how is this a solution to my apartment problem and leaving so anyway so 
A few days later, I went away for a weekend and I came back and it had been a particularly rainy, rainy weekend in Ireland, which anybody who knows Ireland, it's not unusual, but this was particularly wet. And I came back and I thought it was my imagination, but suddenly the apartment block looked like it was tilting. Um, it was like, like the Leaning Tower of Pisa or something. And so I walked in and found that there were cracks all over the corridors and the place seemed to be collapsing just like that card in the tower cards. And I thought, what the hell? And within a few months, they said, uh, uh, mm. the builders came along and they said, we can't rescue this apartment block. I'm sorry, we're going to have to tear it down and pay you all off. And you just have to go away and start your lives somewhere else. <laughs> so wow. it was at that point I thought right okay there really is something about the tarot cards um it just they provide you answers even if it doesn't make sense at the time now that was a pretty like pretty dramatic start I think really you know so I moved to West Cork and I uh, started reading the tarot cards and within a few months I had a full-time business and that was it I never looked back it was the most natural thing in the world <laughs> That's amazing to have a literal tower card tower crashing down. That's pretty yeah. good. I have not experienced that yet. And yeah. it is amazing how tarot, how you don't understand. That's where that faith of just trusting. Exactly. What it's gonna, and then it all works out. It's like, huh. All it's works out. And sometimes and people often kind of worry about that dramatic moment. And they say, oh, oh, here comes the tower. And it's funny, I kept getting the tower for the last 12 months before COVID hit. And all of the clients I'm reading for at the moment, the first card they inevitably get is the tower. And it's my way of saying, or rather the tower's way of saying, okay, listen, we've had a major shakeup. Now what? It's a timing perspective. We've had the tower. Humanity, the world has had this big tower, this big shakeup, yep. and now where do we go forward from here? And sometimes we're just not meant to know what that tower brings. Okay, literally in my case, it did mean the apartment was falling down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't really need much imagination for that one. Um, so I moved to West Cork and uh, it just it just felt like when I got those cards in my hand, it felt like they were a friend that I was just waiting for. It's a strange thing to say. And it felt like a download rather than um, remembering or rather than learning it for the first time. So um, I started reading clients and before and long, it started going international with it. Um, so and also because my background is marketing it helped me get the word out there a little bit more but it just it just fitted it just resonated so quickly that's so beautiful was, okay yeah. so yeah it, it is so maybe you were who knows past lives you were like the world's best tarot reader then too <laughs> um it is interesting how we are led um i'm now i'm in la and i'm always in a hurry so i do things speedy i have my, my 30 second things and the 30 second that but tarot in five minutes. Why, <laughs> yeah, Why tarot in five minutes? I know, because what happened was that as I was reading and client after client, and um, I started to find that I used to begin with big spreads. So when you go to a tarot reader, they'll often put lots of cards on the table. And gradually I found that I was using fewer and fewer cards and that I was trying to make their reading as exact as possible. So it's always the scientist in me is always trying to make this even more and more accurate. Um, so what happened was that after a while I found somebody to ask a question and all I drew was one card. And then they started to say, well, that's it. The, the readings got more accurate, interestingly enough. And then 
after a while, what happened was that people kept saying to me, oh, I wish I could take you home with me in my pocket. So that next time, you know, an issue came up that I could just bring you out. And that kind of made me think, well, really what they need to do is learn tarot. But tarot in the traditional sense, in the way that you would have learned it or I would have learned it, is can put people off, right? It's fine maybe if you're planning to be a professional reader and you want to really go into depths and the background of it and a, a lot more if you want to do bigger spreads and things like that. But for most people, they really just want to know the basic answers. They want yes, no answers. They want, is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? Am I on the right path? Am I not on the right path? Is this a good house that I'm just looking at to buy? Is this not a good house? And, and really, and I kind of thought about it, all of those people are out there right now and they're thinking the only place I can really go to get that advice is to a tarot reader. And I, something didn't sit right with me about that. Um, first of all, I was getting a bit too busy anyway to, like, to, <laughs> to, to, to take all of the readings. But then it was only then I kind of thought this isn't this is this isn't a secret that only some people are supposed to know about. We're all supposed to have this guidance. And that's why I came up with this book, Tower in Five Minutes. And it really is designed for every single person on this planet, because there is not a single person on this planet who should not be getting that guidance. It's there. And the method I kind of produced is something that I um, thought was starting to use myself over a number of years. And I refined it and refined it to the point that I was trying to make the readings, as I said, the cards as exact as possible so that you know, traditionally yourself, you know, even as an experienced tarot reader, you'll find that some cards could mean completely the opposite oh. things. And that makes makes it really confusing. Right. And so I kind of took away a lot of that uncertainty. And that's what I did with this book so that anybody anywhere can spend five minutes, draw their first card with their first question and instantly get the guidance. So it's it's worked. It's worked. I'm, I'm actually really happy with it. <laughs> that is awesome. So are you're taking like because uh, I always look at like it's a jumping off point to open up that into uh, the way I work, which isn't yes. how somebody else would work if they don't yeah. think they have the gift. But you're making that somebody doesn't have to think that they're a psychic or a medium yeah. or they're an intuitive exactly. to step into it. Yeah. So that so you say, oh, no, you can do this. It's a guide. Exactly. And that level will always be there. That's why you'll always have professionals who can go even that one step further. You can go really, really deep. Um, but a lot of the time, most of the time in life, people are just going around and they are constantly saying, I just wish I knew what to do. Is this the right house? Should I buy this one or that one? Or should I take that job or should I not take that job? And I, it just felt kind of natural to me to say listen you don't you don't need to just stop wondering just stop wondering <laughs> and start knowing and I find myself getting very frustrated and that's hence that's why I wrote the book for it so and it seems to have really worked that's beautiful I like that stop wondering start knowing we people spend their life going back and forth so often so yeah. so afraid to make a decision exactly. I mean the worst decision you could make is to not make a decision because you don't know make what it. decision you would make it's and like dancing making, dancing yeah exactly and when you make no decision that's really saying you're not making a decision it's like saying no I'm not that's like saying no but they won't say no if you understand what it means, the so saying no is the same as like making no decision. So yeah. it's it's the same thing. And and it's just such a shame that the guidance, if you're a natural intuitive, yes, you will naturally intuit those answers yourself. But even then, even with the best of us, we're going to have off days. We're going to have days we're only human. And that's what the cards are there for, really. They're a tool. Mm. And that's constantly what I'm trying to do with um, all elements of my business here as well, is that 
I feel a big part of my mission is helping, and we're all the same, you you and I are the same, we're trying to connect them upstairs, right, whoever they are, up there, mm-hmm. universe, gods, angels, whoever, yeah. we're down here, and we're the in-between bit, and traditionally that was done by, you know, tarot reader or a medium, but it's a one-on-one experience, and it's one of these nice luxury experiences you might have once a year, if you're lucky, but the idea is that they want to contact us every day. The guidance is there every day. And trying to give people that confidence and the tools to do it in an easy way, because everybody's busy. Um, I know that. They know that, right? So they know people haven't got hours every day to sit on top of the hill and meditate to get into the right vibe. Right. So, like, and, and this is really where it comes from, that is trying to create an alphabet with them. Um, so that we agree that these cards with them, we agree, for example, we'll take this one here, right? The Ten of Wands. There we have a man who's bent over with Ten of Wands. Now, there's probably about a thousand different readings, if you um, meanings to that, if you go through various tarot books, right? There's a thousand right. different meanings. So yeah. what I started to do was narrow it down, the focus to say, right, I'm going to give that five meanings instead of a thousand, so that... When I'm doing a reading for someone or for myself, they know, okay, this is the answer we want to give her. So she knows that that card means that. So now we can bring that up. That card could mean anything. It doesn't matter. There isn't a sort of a big magical thing about the the specific meanings of card. It's simply that you know what it means and that they know what it means. So they can make sure that card is there when you ask that question. So that's kind of the purpose of it, really, um, in trying to get really specific with the tarot and answering things like that. They're looking for an alphabet. That's why that's, they love Ouija boards, right? They can spell it out. Exactly. It's it's a language. If you're looking for a language, a language. To, to talk through. So what do you suggest to people? That they, like, pull a card a day? Or do you have yeah. a, a rituals that you suggest to people? Yeah, I'm very... It's, it's, it's very, I must have been a witch in a past life <laughs> and hung or something because I'm very, you know, I'm very scared, not scared, that's absolutely completely wrong, I'm scared, nothing to do with the other side. Um, I don't feel I need the rituals in this life, that's funny, I'm just kind of, I just get straight into it. Sometimes people say, oh, do you protect yourself in white light and all the rest, and I say no, because frankly, if there were big evil monsters out there, I don't think me sitting there saying white light, white light is going to make a difference <laughs> to me, right? <laughs> I love so, that. Yeah. So I think I just have complete trust in them. So I don't need to do that. Um, but I understand the point of rituals as well, because it can get build up the energy very much. So particularly with mediumship and that in that side as well, when you want to bring spirits through. But with tarot, no. And this is the thing with my method. It is just the clarity. This is where so many people get it wrong. They think of a question, but they formulate it in the wrong way. They say, am I going to do this or am I going to do that? The card can only give you an answer to one of those so you should Mm -hmm. always start with well if I do this how will it turn out and if I do that how will it turn out now we've got much more clarity they're answering you and the second part of that as well is when you start shuffling do you know when you're going to stop no a lot of the time people say no I just kind of feel my way to when I want to stop now if you're a very advanced reader and you've got a rhythm going that's fine you can do that but even then you know you can have off days so with this, uh, with the method that I said, uh, explain in, in my book as well, is that you will only shuffle for this period of time and this is what you will count to and this is what you will do. This is the plan so that they know when you stop there, they're going to make sure the card is in the right place. It's 
a language. And there you know, without doubt, regardless of what that card says, it is the right card. Because that's one of the biggest things. People say, oh, maybe I stopped too soon. Was it the right card? One jumped out, should I have taken that? And all the rest. So I'm trying to just remove a lot of the uncertainty and making it really quick and accessible to people. So, I, yeah. I, I love that. I don't know anybody else who has ever even come up with anything like that. That is great. Yeah. That yeah. It's usually so the opposite. Well, you when you feel it, when you do yeah. that, and some people exactly. go, I don't feel it. I don't. I'm trying really hard, which means you're losing too much left brain, and they're not gonna feel yeah. it because that's that's hysterical. I again, that's beautiful. So, what is your what is your ultimate goal? What is your hope for people or yourself, or what are you looking to? Uh, do you have a yeah. big plan? Well, I, I guess part of it, like I was, I, I kind of clear about what I am doing at this stage of my life, right? I think I've grown up now. <laughs> so I'm kind of, I'm feeling that basically, I've always known what people should do with their lives. That's something that was very clear from an early age. And I guess I kind of get um, frustrated when I, in the past, before I had the tarot cards, I would tell people and I'd say, do you know what? You should be doing this. And he's the wrong guy. And um, somebody else has come along and, you know, change jobs. You're in the wrong jobs. And I just always had this kind of knowing. But people would naturally say, oh, go away. <laughs> Mind your own business, right? So suddenly I had like this deck of cards in my hand and now suddenly I'm a mystic. So now they're listening to me. Great. It's a tool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's great. Right. It's a little power trip. So, so that was really good. But from an early age, I always knew, as I said, what people were thinking. So when I was very young, maybe about three, and you will hear this, we've all a lot of psychics and mediums, I'm sure yourself, I've had experience as children mainly. And up to about the age of three, I never spoke a word. And the doctors worried that I was deaf, which is ironic because, as we discovered before this and the setup that I can hear really well. In yeah. Fact, <laughs> <abnormally> well. <laughs> um, so, but the reason was that I remembered coming from a place in the clouds. And in that place, it was a place where you could transmit thoughts with your mind. And, I, and coming down to earth, well, being here, it just felt a very strange place because it felt like you were moving through sticky toffee or something. Everything was an effort. Like, why would you talk? It's like when you can just with your thoughts. And I used to grab people's faces in my you know, hands and I used to just stare at them intently, willing them to hear me. I just didn't understand why they didn't hear. Interestingly enough, um, other kids did. So other children did understand. Um, I used to throw myself around the living room just waiting to fly to take off because that's how you moved. I didn't quite get you're supposed to use your legs, you know, um, ah. I was just waiting to take off. So that was always kind of, so I've always used that over the years intently. I love looking in people's eyes. They say it's the window of the soul um, or to the soul. And it is. Anybody, it, just look in their eyes. Yeah. Um, yes. It, 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 it sounds like you're just very out of body. You are always very out of body that you're not used to this physical. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Then I came, then I started speaking, crashed down to earth. Um, but one of the times it really came back to me quite strongly was when I was living with my fiance to be um, terribly handsome, spoke lots of languages, oh, hunk, right? Real, real, real hunk. And he'd been away for a business weekend and he came back from his business in the States and was all up and excited. So I cooked a nice romantic meal and 
as we looked in each other's eyes over a glass of wine, I suddenly stopped. <laughs> and I, before I knew it, I just said, you've met someone else. And the words came out before I had time to register it, which is generally, you know yourself when you're yeah. channeling stuff, it just yeah. comes through you. And I was kind of shocked I just said that, but he was so shocked he didn't have a chance to think it. And he went, <laughs> how do you know? <laughs> So needless to say, that didn't work out, but it wasn't meant to in the end. But it was moments like that, you know, it would play havoc with your dating. You'd just go on a first date and you'd be with a guy and you'd be looking into his eyes and suddenly you knew you weren't going to get on with his mother. Um, <laughs> and, and you just kind of, but again, all of these things, a lot of time, as if you are a natural intuitive, which a lot of your listeners will be. Yes. And, and to let them know that... Um, it doesn't have to be some big, amazing thing, right? I wasn't seeing ghosts walking around in the living room every day or angels flying in with big messages from Moses on top of the hill or anything like that. It's not like that, right? No. It is just you just sort of have a good sense. And I and you just have a knowing sometimes, not all the time even, but knowing. And just, I would say, go with that, trust it. If you have an interest in this area, and some of you will have a passing interest, but some of you will just devour everything, right? You'll watch, you'll watch all of Patty's shows, and you'll think, "Oh my God, I just can't get enough of her." Yeah. All right. That means you're meant to be working in the area. That that's the next part of it. You're not just not meant to know about it. You're supposed to work in the area. So right. um, follow you're being your guided. You're being led. Yeah. You you have that choice, but you're being led. And again, a lot of my my listeners, my watchers yeah. are that. They're definitely on their path. They're just discovering their path, or they're yeah. how they even got here in the first place. Yeah. They don't know. And then it goes all out from there. That and it's great. So. But would um, you say that's what you're doing? Are you guiding them? I guess you are. Yeah. Really. You're completely. I'm I'm a guide. I am a guide. I'm a teacher, basically. Yeah. I'm a teacher, yeah. and and I'm here to just to remind people. Yes, we have the gift. How to turn on the gift, yeah. and I'm really about empowerment. Empower again. I just so much looking how people give their power away to other people, to really yeah. limiting belief systems, to fear, to self doubt. It's just like grab it back. Make it easy and make it fast. That's why I like your tarot in five minutes. She's my exactly. girl. <laughs> you make it fast. Nothing should take longer than five minutes. <laughs> are you finding at the moment, which is what I, since COVID, but prior to that, maybe about the last two years or so, that people are unfolding faster, but equally the people who are asleep are sleeping more. Yes, completely. The divide is getting wider, wider, yeah. wider. Do a lot of people are leaving with this. This was a big shift. And you're right. We weren't supposed to see what it was. I, I mean, I, I know a billion, trillion intuitive psychics, mediums. It's like yeah. we knew something. We knew yeah, something. But it, it wasn't. We weren't supposed to go. It was this. We, we were just hit on the head, sent yeah. to our room. Go there until you figure it out, what it's yeah. important, and wake it up. And, again, some people aren't liking it, and they're going further and further asleep. But luckily, you know, that's why there's people like you and there's people like me, people going, wait, there is more and, and I need a new roadmap. My old roadmap isn't working. I need to expand that because the old way isn't. And I see you more perhaps as well when you're doing this, like you're a guide's guide. And that's the way I kind of see it. People go around with guides all the time. And, you know, when I get frustrated with somebody, a complete stranger who really, I don't care about really because they're a complete stranger to me. And I get totally frustrated with them. Why aren't you doing this? And I'm thinking, why am I frustrated? It's not. It's just they're 
whoever is with them is frustrated because they've been trying to bang on their head. For God's sake, will you just do this? And they keep ignoring it. And they'll always say, oh, yeah, I kind of felt that all right. And those guides need real people down here who they're guides like you to to pass that on to them. So does that lead into how you are developing? Are you doing things differently that way or going, I'm more accepting this is what I am, who I am or? Yeah, I think so. And I think as well, I'm being guided by being guided by the, the people themselves who are coming to me. It's it's strange because when I start to get interested in something, suddenly I get a bunch of people who say, oh, by the way, could you do this for me? It is weird. It's yeah. um, it, it's strange, isn't it? How you attract it. Yeah. And since COVID, um, COVID has been a huge shakeup for a lot of people. It has made us feel pain in the part of our life we're supposed to feel pain in because we've been ignoring it. And it is a thing that has held us back. So that's why, you know, some people end up getting divorced. Some people end up fixing their relationships. Some people have said, right, you know what, I'm going to feel the fear and do it anyway. I'm going to jump in and start that career or start that study. A lot of people are asking about their life purpose now. And there's a sense in a way like time is running out. It's not that the world's going to go bang tomorrow or anything, but it's making us all aware that our time here is finite um, and we don't have forever to get on with what we're here to do. And that's the kind of the shakeup that's happened. And as a result of that, I'm getting a lot of people coming to me saying, hey, what's my life purpose? Or I feel this is it. Or what's the next stage? Where can I go from here? How can I get my message out further? And as it happens, that's just I know. <laughs> I just know. You just know. That is I just know. And so many people never even asked that question before. Again, they were asleep. We were asleep, yeah. zombies yeah. Yeah. in this. So they never even thought about their life purpose. They got up, they went to work, they did their thing, they came home. Yeah, so, they and did. It, so do yeah. you tell people their life's purpose in five minutes? Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I use numerology when I do it. Um, some cards, um, but generally um, I... I just need to look at them. Sometimes it freaks you out. You know, you're on a call like this and I just like, hi, Patty. Hi. How are you doing today? (laughs) (laughs) And they're thinking, who's this freak from Ireland? (laughs) And I just need to look at them for a while. And they, you know, but sometimes some people start to get really relaxed. Some people get agitated. Um, But it's, it's just a sense. You just, it comes to me quite quickly. But very often what has started happening now is that I get the information before they even come on the call. Because, well, you know, they don't need to be present. But it is nice to chat through it. And a lot of the time, you you sometimes you come up with resistance to say, yeah, I feel that. But what will people think of me? Um, you know, what will people say about me? You know, sometimes they might come from quite a conservative background or something. And yet, it's the biggest thing that people say is, why me? I'm not that special. That's always the big thing. And they say, I'm not that special. I'm just ordinary. I'm not you know, Patty living in LA or something like that, you know, who's good on TV, right? So they, they say, uh-huh. I'm just somebody who lives in a backwater in nowhere. Well, so am I. <laughs> um, and what I just say to you is that that location does not matter. Age does not matter. Skills do not matter. If you have the feeling, if you have this feeling that there is, that you could be special, then just listen to it. That's all just do that and just take the next step and then the next step and then the next step and that's it and a lot of time with life purposes people mix it up with a job they think oh is my life purpose to be um, a reflexologist or a tarot reader or I don't know a media star or 
a writer or something like that. And no, that's not a life purpose. That's just a tool for a life purpose. Right. So my life purpose is to guide people like you, but I kind of even more niche. I just know what they should do with their lives and how they should be able to get onto the next stage of it and what their purpose is. Uh, so that's getting very strong. Um, so that's my purpose, and I will use any tool I can. So tarot, um, numerology, and anything else that may yet come up in the future. So those are all the tools to a life purpose. So most of most people are already, you're already living your life purpose. Your life purpose will be something you want to do. And generally, it is, you will want to make a difference. Everybody wants to make a difference. That's what we're here for. Now, how we make that difference will be something that you feel inside. You will feel, oh, do you know what? I, At the end, I really enjoyed today at the office because she was upset, my co-worker, and I made her feel better, right? That feeling, wherever you get these little joy moments, that's your life purpose. Then you go searching for a tool about how you can actually put that into practice, mm. maybe in a more practical way or in a in a sort of a career way. And, and very often it doesn't come until maybe your 30s or your 40s or your 50s, so 60s even, I'm seeing 70s, because you have to get other things out of the way first. Right. You know, family, location, in my case, um, all sorts of other things. So you will, as long as you know that... You're, you are living your life purpose already, but and when you're ready to take it to the next level, don't doubt yourself and say, I'm not really that special. Because <laughs> you are. I love Cause that. Because you are. Because you, you are. Because you are. <laughs> I think that's fabulous. And yeah, and again, I love that people are now even waking up to that. And they are. Again, that's very much part of COVID. It's probably very astrological. I'm not an astrologer. Um, I also hear that you are fascinated by babies and young children. I am, and I don't have any, and I never wanted any, not in this life, right? Me neither. No, 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 I kind of think, no, I leave this world behind, I've had enough of it. Last life, I think I had six of them hanging off every part of me, right? And I had enough of babies. (laughs) Um, Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of us who are choosing to be child-free. I think that's maybe because we're not happy with the way the planet is going to go in the future, perhaps. Maybe we just want to leave this life and not have to look back, you know, check in again um, to, to to just leave. But yet I'm fascinated by them. I'm fascinated by babies and kids under about the age of about six or seven and always have been from a young age. And I would talk to them like adults. You know, it's a very tempting when you see a child to to talk baby stuff. I can't even I can't even think of baby words now. What's baby words? Some baby words. Goo goo. Gaga. Goo goo. Gaga. <laughs> Did yeah. I actually do that? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would also always kind of say hi and I'd look in their eyes. Okay, we, we get the theme. I look in their eyes. And it's strange. If you actually look in a baby's eyes, you will sometimes see an adult looking back at you. It might be only a flash. It might only last maybe five or ten seconds and then they go back to being a baby again. But you will see that flash. And in that time, I say, so what are you here for? Where did you come from? Uh, Was it nice? Did you enjoy the journey? I'd be asking all these questions. And I felt like they had the answers. It really felt like I could get information out of them. So I started to develop techniques where I could get them to answer for me. 
so um, for example, my friend, a very good friend of mine, Catherine, uh, was uh, pregnant, expecting her first child a while back. And she came down to visit here and we had the Ouija board out and the seances going. And I said, wouldn't it be great if we could talk to your baby before, you know, she comes mm -hmm. into the world? And uh, so she said, oh, yeah, she's up for anything. She's a healer herself. And she said, yeah, yeah, let's try that. So I tried, um, I developed a wrapping therapy. If you've ever seen, you know, in seances, how you can say not, not yep. once for no and twice for yes. Yeah. I thought, well, okay, that's a language. We're back to using a language. So, um, so I said to the baby, uh, if you're in there, knock once for yes. And we got a little knock or something. She was like, oh, I felt that. And then I said, okay, if you're, if you in there and you're listening, give me two for no. So we got the two. And we tried and tested it a few times and then it just seemed to be working. And then we asked her what sex she was. Um, we asked her a few questions about, does she know her mother's name um, and all sorts of questions. And every time she got it right. Um, it was weird, like, this is baby. But what's happened is, and I'm glad to see now that I think the science is catching up with this. Um, because there was a recent a book I was reading and I really recommend it where, um, what's it called again? Um, Babies are cosmic. Ooh. And it's some research by some PhD scientists, and it is research into all of these children who claim to remember choosing their mothers before they're being born, remembering being in the womb, remembering being born, and that they're not coming out as blank slates, as we used to think, that they're just kind of children. Yeah. They're not, because a spirit is well-formed. We come back time and time again. It is an adult. It is an adult spirit. Right. Um, but it has to filter through the mind of an infant. So that's why you sometimes have flashes of pure consciousness from a child. And they'll, they'll sound very adult, and then they go back again to being a child it's flashes of it yeah. and these children so i started to get quite interested in these experiences and just a few days ago i'd finished this book and as always happened a, a client rang me and she said i need to talk to you about my son um he's starting to say these weird things i think he's about four and he said mom i remember being in your stomach it was really warm but i was so shy about coming out and meeting you wow. so that i thought that was the cutest thing right so he was shy about being meeting about coming out and a lot of quite a few of them are have explained over the years to me as well that their kids have said things like mommy i remember being up in the clouds and it's funny when they say clouds that's exactly what my experience was as a child i remember clouds looking down you couldn't see me but i could see you and i was trying to decide who was going to be my mommy and very often they might describe a scene where they get mommy and daddy together um or maybe the time when they were conceived, which often freaks the mum out. Um, not, we don't get the details, right? But a, a client of mine said recently, um, her little daughter said, I remember, mummy, you were in a pink hotel. Everything was pink. And then I came into your stomach. Now, apparently it was on her honeymoon and it was a really bad hotel room choice. Everything was pink in the hotel room. <laughs> So this little girl said she'd been floating around, floating around, checking things out. And very often they say sometimes they come and check you out just before conceiving. But sometimes they can come years before, years before wow. they're even going to come along, um, which is why sometimes in a tarot reading or a mediumship reading, you can pick up the spirit of a child circling. Yeah, I do I mean, that often. It's like you have a little 
girl out there. You have a little boy out there. You have a something out there. Yeah. You ever think about having another kid? And it, 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 I remember not too long ago, it was, there's twins waiting, waiting. All of a sudden she gets pregnant. She has the twins. And what it's like, it's like they're there or they're not there. That's beautiful. It, isn't um, it? And why they come like that. And um, it is uh, because it happened to um, a good uh, somebody in the family not so long ago as well. We had a seance, actually, family with the Ouija board. And the children came through the Ouija board and said to, 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 this, um, to this guy who was in his mid-30s and hadn't been dating, I think, since his 20. So he really, there was no woman on the scene. And they came along and they just said, listen, you know, dad, hurry up. We're going to try to make sure you meet mommy. We're going to make sure you meet mommy. And we all kind of thought, well, that's cute. But, you know, he hasn't dated in a long time and all the rest. Within a few months, he'd met mommy. Within a few months, they were married. And a few months on with the children. Wow. The children. So, yeah. <laughs> They orchestrate it. They're little devils. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, all right. Oh, my gosh. Time flies. But be- before we go, and I want people to know where they find you, but before we go there, do you any last words? Or what's the bottom line? What is your thoughts for my beautiful audience who are seekers, are gifted? What's your beautiful words of wisdom? Yeah. And do you know what? Whenever you say that, you kind of think, suddenly, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I always, I'm full of wisdom until you're put on the spot, aren't you? But I think that the main thing is don't go without guidance. If you're there, a lot of a lot of us kind of find our way into this area out of curiosity, but we find our way mainly because we're looking for guidance and direction. And we just feel that it's there and we're missing a trick. We're missing something. Um, and that's what I say. Don't go without guidance. Get a deck of tarot cards start reading your own cards get it don't 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 i keep saying don't 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 go without it it really that's the big message really i think that's beautiful get some help get some help help is good we can't do everything on our own help yourself with the empowerment as you say help yourself don't rely on us in a way i'm about getting the people to rely on themselves and get that information make that connection themselves okay so tell people where they can get your book a little bit more about your book and where they can find you if they do want one of your readings direct from oh that's very good thank you Uh, so uh so this is the book tarot in five minutes uh, it took about 20 goes to get that photo. Um, anyway, so that's <laughs> when you do the photo shoot. Tarot in five minutes. You can get it in any of the online bookstores. So Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any of the book um, book depository, any of those ones. And um, you can find me as well. My website is karinacollins.ie. So that's Karina with a K, A-R-I-N-A, and Collins, C-O-L-L ins.ie and you through there you'll find me on facebook and my youtube channel as well where i have started doing uh, week, uh monthly forecasts as well star signs that's week beautiful and that's on that's on youtube that that's, that's on you YouTube. Get yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah so coming out of the closet finally and getting on camera <laughs> yay. yay well that's good as you should be you look very but you're very camera worthy <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> um again thank you for finally coming on i've been waiting for this for so long thank you for your wisdom thank you uh come back again will you let's do this Absolutely. again and get her book i i, I do recommend it tarot in five minutes because who has time for more um thank you for coming thank you for coming on the witching hour